Little Bit Country, and a Little Bit Bluegrass. Singer, songwriter, and teacher Deborah Berg is today's guest. She is here with her latest release, New Road Home, and her backstories on the Better Each Day podcast radio show. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. The heat wave is over, and uh, we are experiencing rather glorious weather today. Mm-hmm. For for once, it's been blazing hot, and urban, you know, urban life and blazing hot don't go together too well. No. It's been seriously hot here, but it's all good. We're going to we're going to make it. It's going to be all right. Where are you located? I at present I am located in Manhattan, New York City. Okay. The big apple. That's what I thought and it's a big hot apple right now. Yeah, it's a it's a, a sticky hot candied <laughs> mess of an apple. <laughs> Delish. But, <laughs> yeah, so what, but it'll be okay. It's what, all right. Uh, you know what's cool about about New York is how you can just once the sun goes down, it all starts to calm down. I mean, of course, it's never quiet. It's yeah. never not frenetic mm-hmm. because people are so busy doing all sorts of things. But at least the temperature takes you down to like a ah. Let's walk to Soho and get something to eat, you know? It's really nice. So let's walk over to the West Village. Let's walk over to Hudson River. Um, once the sun goes down, it's all manageable. But while the sun is out, it's like, keep me in the air conditioning. So let's start out talking about your, your new album was released in uh, March, correct? Yeah, close enough. End of February it was released, yeah. (laughs) New Road Home available on iTunes and Amazon and wherever toys are sold. (laughs) Yep. That's what they used to say when we were kids. Just add water. Yeah. (laughs) Instant water. Add water and stir. Meet Me in the Middle. Meet Me in the Middle uh, was played for me by a student of mine. Um, who was taking a um, stagecraft class and, that I was teaching. And she had some pretty good ideas for the song. And she asked me if I would help her write this song. So this song is co-written. Um, and at first I just sort of, you know, we worked by, via phone. This was after the workshop. This was like a couple months later. And I sort of offered ideas that, you know, would, as I would a student, like, you know, to inspire them to go further into where their, you know, the beginning of the song was taking them. So I, I just offered teachery sort of suggestions about 
the song itself, the, the, the phrasing of the song, the chord changes. And the more I got into it, lyric, lyrically, I started throwing lyric lines out. And once you start throwing lyric lines out, that is not what a teacher, you know, generally does. A teacher generally uses, um, you know, enthusiasm and support for their student to come up with the words because it's their student's song. It's not the teacher's song. So once I started throwing these lyrics out to Liz Nagy, who I wrote this song with, I'm like, you know what, Liz? I think we should, uh, I, need, I think I need to ask you something. Would it be all right if we co-wrote this song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, yes, I would love that. And we had a blast. It was, it was a really cool way to work together. Um, and I love the outcome. And I think you're right. I think the, the dance floor was kind of the, the theme of, of the, you know, initial spark of the individuals in the storyline and the visual, the spark of the visual um, as, as a um, famous songwriter, Mac McAnally once told me, he said, you know, the, in, in terms of lyrics, you need furniture hmm. in your story. So he would say, the dance floor is your furniture. It's like, you need some, the listener needs something to sit down and come back to and find a place of comfort in the song. So usually maybe, maybe more than not, your, your furniture lands in what we would call the chorus. Well, that makes sense. So won't you meet me in the middle, you know? Is is a is a symbolism for coming back, coming coming down, sitting down, listening to it again, being able to sing along to it, find the harmony if you feel like it, and that is the that is the furniture in the song of "Meet Me in the Middle," is the dance floor. I remember the first time I saw you; those bright eyes were twinkling at me. You stepped up and said, let's go dancing, a move that was meant to be. You floated across the dance floor, your body so close to mine, you whispered softly to
song how would you describe your music I would describe my music as storytelling music um, I, I think the um, the major element would be storytelling and harmonies because even on your website it said uh, cross between country with echoes of bluegrass I would um, I would say that my songs are blue are actually are bluegrass based um, and I think I would say that because of the storylines and because there's only drums in one of the ten songs. Bluegrass bands generally don't have drummers. Mm-hmm. I mean, traditional bluegrass. Yeah. These days in Americana bluegrass, they can have anything. But in the old, in the old days, they didn't often have you know, a rhythm section or, or, or drums. So, and all my songs are without drums except for one song, which is called You're Gone. But say, for instance, Bet on the Horses, 
which is, uh, you know, a duet, a murder ballad duet. Um, there are no drums on that on that song, nor are there drums for Meet Me in the Middle. Well, that's a, um, a good segue to bet on the horses. Someone get mm-hmm. someone get shot, and uh, <laughs> how, how did we come about betting on horses? Bet on the gray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what we were talking about earlier about what's your furniture? Yeah. You know what's the furniture in your song? Mm-hmm. Here is a song about a. It's a. It's taken from the sort of outline of original original bluegrass with murder ballads being quite prevalent in the storytelling of the early American <laughs> bluegrass songwriters. They, they, they seem to have a little bit of, of a violent streak <laughs> that ties in with their amorous feelings for um, young ladies who don't want to marry them. Um, so the storyline on on these occasions with these songs is that they are usually young lovers walking through the woods or walking by the river. And he says he loves her and she says she doesn't want to marry him. And he ends up strangling her or killing her and leaving her in the river to die. Okay. And this one, uh, he gets killed. (laughs) Yeah. So I little, you know, it's 2000, whatever it is, 19. (laughs) Yeah. And the twist is that um, she's she's hip to him, you know. She's this isn't 1939. We're not walking in, you know, the hills of Kentucky. Um, she comes to her brother's house and says, "I think I just, you know, domestic violence. Something went bad. She accidentally shot him." as he was trying to get to her, and now she's got to deal with what she's done. And it's his gun, so too. And it's his gun. Yeah. It is his own it's gun. Stephen King. And his, thank you for, you've done your homework here. I love this. <laughs> no, I haven't. That was, that was a <laughs> shot in the dark, no pun intended. <laughs> but the uh, outcome or the furniture in the room is she's like, Hey, can we just like go to the horse racing track for a while? Because it's it's just gonna it's gonna get worse. I know it's gonna get worse, but can we just you know just forget it all for a second and just head to the horse track? And her brother's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's sing this let's sing this little number together before we deal with you know burying the body in the pine barrens of New Jersey. You know, so it this is a modern day murder ballad sung by a brother and a sister and the sister's the one who's like shaking in her in her flip-flop the other singer on it's Hugh Poole Hugh Poole he's a New Yorker he's um got a great voice he's a great songwriter he's got his own uh, recording studio in Brooklyn and he's sort of he's got he's a big personality that Hugh Poole he can take on characters as you probably noticed yeah, yeah. in his brother you know rendition i loved how he sounded mm-hmm. um 
it's kind of an eerie song, but there's a good amount of harmony and and it's an interesting story and it's not it's not impossible. I think it's a very possible story. It's a plausible story. And women have to deal with this. I mean, men do too, but I mean, women really have to deal with domestic violence. And she did what she had to do. Unfortunately, she shot the guy. You know, so sometimes you got to, you know, you got to own up to what you do. And before you do that, you you just want to go bet on the horses with your brother. Bye. 
tempest, this storm's raging fast. Sure as I'm standing here, this too shall pass. I know in these pine lands a man can get lost, a ghost in an old mining town. Where secrets lie buried in the ground Hey now, let's go bet on the horses It ain't over yet And it's bound to get worse So don't leave me now I need to wager for plays On the death glad it's just a song you know <laughs> the good thing about creating oh my something. goodness yeah some of the songs in this collection are based on true stories yeah this one however bruce i can assure you i made it up in my head i like that that's pretty cool <laughs> so you're originally from seattle i am originally from seattle yes i am i uh was born at northgate hospital in shoreline and um, which has now turned into a shopping mall, I hear. Yes, and the shopping mall is morphing into something else now, so. Dang. Yeah, so. And I still have family nearby, and I come to the Pacific Northwest at least once a year, if not more. Um, and I, my my brother and I, I have, there are four kids in our family. My brother and I are the youngest, and both of us were so upset when we moved from Seattle. Um, he moved back many, many years ago. So he lives in the Seattle area, and my dad lives in the Seattle area. And, you know, I have nephews and uh cousins in the Seattle area and a lot of good friends in the Seattle area who I have met through the awesome acoustic guitar camp I go to called Puget Sound Guitar Workshop that's on the other side um, of Seattle yeah yeah. yeah that's in near Port Orchard uh, Bremerton, that sort of area. I need to check. That I love out. the Pacific Northwest. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love the music there. I love how people play music there, in terms of getting together to play, and I love the, uh, you know, the venues and the bars, the Tractor Tavern, and <laughs> let's see. What's it called? The Triple Door or something? Triple Door, yeah. That's a popular mm-hmm. venue. Yeah, there's boy, the, some of the best acts that come through town play the Triple Door. 
It's a really good place. Love it. Yeah. And There's a great um, jazz club down downtown. Jazz Alley. Jazz Alley. Love that place. You speak, yeah. You speak. Seattle is very near, near, dear to my heart. Yeah. Near and dear to my heart. I was going to add, you speak very good Seattle, too. I can tell just exactly. You don't sound like you're from the <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> um, care to uh, elaborate? Uh, yeah, you you uh, speak on a silver platter. That's what they say about Seattle. Seattle, uh, Pacific Northwest in general, and Nebraska. Uh, that's, that's where Johnny Carson <laughs> yeah. and Dick Cavett are from, is Nebraska. And they say those areas don't have accents. They speak uh, newscaster English. I don't think I do huh. because I kind of mumble sometimes. But, yeah, and it, so that's kind of a good thing to know if you're going into broadcasting. You don't have to make huge adjustments <laughs> to the way you speak as opposed as if you're from uh, Mississippi or something like that. You're going to have to make some adjustments. Or better yet, uh, the Cajun accent where you can't really understand what the guy's saying. How was it? How was it you came about playing this genre of music? I've always felt it in my, in my DNA um my dad's family um were like sort of coal miners and you know i don't know they were sort of midwestern interesting folks mm-hmm. um and my grand my paternal grandmother used to sing songs to us that ended up being sort of old country songs. I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, like um, Bushel and a Peck and um, You Are My Sunshine and, uh-huh. you know, sweet little songs mm-hmm. that I always thought were just her, you know, Grammy songs. And then I I started playing guitar after being a, strictly a vocalist for quite a long time. I started playing guitar, and when you start to play guitar as an adult, for me, it was the easiest segue into feeling like I actually could manage to do well, was to start with simple country songs. Yeah, well, as you say, you're kind of a storyteller, and there's no reason to be all over the fretboard and doing fancy stuff when you can tell a story and and just back it up with three, maybe four chords, you know, that's... That's Quite good. right, yeah. yes. And I could do it. You know, I've tried playing the bass since then. I love playing the bass, but I cannot sing and play the bass to save my life. <laughs> I don't know what is the matter with me, but I, I cannot do it. I'm like, I can't do it, but I can do it with the guitar. Yeah. So I think that's how I got into the genre of music before when I didn't play guitar, I was more into rock and roll and jazzy pop songs, you mm-hmm. know. But I always had that in the back of my gut, you know, there's heart. In the back of my heart was mm-hmm. this Gram- Grammys kind of soothing music that, you know, took me into my family. And my my family background is that my dad is, but, you know, is retired, but was a uh, Methodist minister. So the church has always been in my background, and the music of the church was always there for me, always. You know, 
the choirs and the visiting the family and some of you know we were a little more sophisticated than other people in our family or so we like to think but when we'd visit them you know these old songs would come out and i think in many ways as a young you know adult trying to declare my independence I really dove into music that was not from my people. You know, it was like rock and roll, you know. Yeah. And um and you know, like I said, like, you know, really interesting sophisticated music. And I loved that. I I hung out there for quite a while until that sort of, you know, I I had enough. I had I got it. I went through it. And I moved into the acoustic world of less band, more more storytelling. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started feeling my myself back into my my roots. And that's where this music on New Road Home just sort of settles in there. I think some of the so. best players that you'll hear are playing what, what you're doing. Uh, there's a lot of really super good mandolin players. You being one, you, you play some mandolin in there. That's, that's Thank exciting. you so much. But uh, believe me, I'm, I am um, wet behind the ears compared to the people I've played with here and elsewhere. Um, but thank you. I appreciate it. I, I enjoyed playing the solo on Muddy Weather. Um, it it was it's what i heard and ken rich my producer said play what you hear let's you know we can hire people to come in and you know give us a mandolin solo if you don't want to you know but just play what you hear and let's hear out sounds so i did i played what i heard and he's like i like it it's fine it's great <laughs> I'm like thank you it's perfect yeah <laughs> thank you so much What's great, uh, Muddy Weather is a, a cool song. Just it's sort of a juxtaposition of words, too, because normally it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't rain mud except in Seattle, maybe. But how did you come about writing that one? This, this old Muddy Weather's turning into gold. That's some of the final yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's kind of a, a story about someone who's basically been kicked out of a relationship um and they're driving they're driving away from a pretty good relationship and first they're like man you know here i go again i'm leaving a relationship in the rain by myself um and they're thinking it over you know as they're driving away in the rain and by the uh by the end of the song their thoughts have turned around instead of like they couldn't handle who i was and they don't want to they don't want me you know to to relax and chill like you know um by the end of the song the the singer the song the person singing in the song is realizing wait a minute this person lights up my world. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to see, I'm going to see, you know, if there's a chance, I'm going to, if there's a chance, I want to take it. And so when they, they turn around, it's in, it's the beginning of the morning and the, the, you know, sun's coming up, the new day, it's all very symbolic. 
and then the the line is, hand to God, you are the reason why I am willing to be changing because of you. And then they turn around and they head back. Solo and single on a Saturday night Got the highway and nowhere to go Here's hoping someday I'll be getting it right Won't be rambling down this rainy road alone I thought by now we would be chilling Time to think things over 
noticed about country music, Bruce, is that before I, I would write songs that were like tough. I'd write love songs that were like breakup songs. You know, I'd write songs that didn't have much, you know, happy ending. I wasn't into happy, you know. Happy was for, you know, simpletons or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just wanted to, I wanted to be like edgy. That's, that's it. I wanted to be edgy. <laughs> but um, with country music and bluegrass music, I am... I am so much more interested in pulling it up into a more positive message of hope, faith, humor, compassion. Um, yeah, maybe you know, maybe you throw a murder ballad in there, but there's always a nugget. I like to in each song I write. I like to put a nugget of positivity or faith that. You got you got every chance that you can turn this thing around. Just a little snippet, because I think it's important to create an element of, of hopefulness yeah. for everybody. We need some. We hope. have enough heaviness. Oh man, there's enough of the edge. Hmm. Enough with the oh, it didn't work out, and I'm so blue. You know. Let's you know. Let's let's just take it up a notch. That's how I feel. What's refreshing to hear just acoustic instruments and uh, it's a noisy world. You're right, and uh, I think the whole combination of uh, your your lyric content and how refreshing the instruments are is, is good. I, it's like I, I was listening to it this morning, and it's like I, I need to listen to this stuff more. I'm, my brain's just rattling with all the things that go on. I really do actually like reading the newspaper. I'm yeah. one of the the old school people. I like the newspaper being delivered. I like making coffee. I like drinking it while I read the paper. I really like that because at the end of the day, you can check everything you want on your little, you know, fancy smart fart smart screen, mm -hmm. you know, um, but. You don't have to. You can wait and read it in the morning. Well, we have a lot in sort common. Sort of helps me. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Thanks so much. I, I appreciate your time, and have a great day. All right. Take care.
listening to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. We're all just trying to make the next day a bit better.